What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Five, four, three, two, one. When you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. You love this. And then, whoop, and then, whoop. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Don't. Now stay tuned for six hours of exciting football action. There's Brian <laughs> across midfield. Whoop. That's right. It is a. Uh... We're in the post-Super Bowl doldrum part of the year, but we're going to talk about the last game of the year, of course. Sit back, relax, and enjoy while Adam and I talk about Super Bowl 58. They call him the Galloping Gazelle. His habitat, the frozen tundra of Soldier Field. For six seasons and two Pro Bowls, he grazed on the tasty green turf of the end zone until one fateful Sunday in November when the Gazelle was stopped in his tracks by a big cat named Wayne Krzyzewski. Me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm exhausted. Straight off the couch. Yeah, I'm exhausted too, Boom. It was a long season. Before we get too far into this, though, let me bring in my broadcast partner, my friend, my cohort, the ever-affable and effervescent Adam Weidel. Adam, how's it going, brother? I'm doing good, Terry. I hope uh, you had a wonderful Super Bowl. Uh I guess we're going to talk about all the outcomes and the good, the bad, and the ugly from that game. Right, yeah. yeah. Today. Um, so, how we, did your day start normally? Was it a normal football day for you? I know you were party planning and, and preparing and event stuff, but, um, like, did you get up early? Did you get up late about the same time? Uh, so, because I was expecting multiple, yes, um, early day, started early. Um, you know, last minute details, uh, there was a pulled pork that was cooking for 48 hours. It had to be all separated up yep. and, uh, and seasoned and everything. And then there was last minute food things to put out there. And yeah, it was, uh, it was an early start to the day. And then, you know, everybody starts showing up just after 12 o'clock and then we have, you know, some drinks and some food and everything sure, sure, before sure. the actual big, big game starts. And then that's a a big endeavor in itself because there's all the the uh, pageantry that goes with Super Bowl. Right, right. Um, me personally, I slept in a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit, and I got up and um, well, just the pregame stuff. I tried to avoid it as much as I could, and at like quarter to four my time, so you know, quarter to five your time, about an hour and a half before kickoff. Then I decided to start watching the pregame stuff. I had NFL Network on uh, from when I woke up in the morning, just all day, as all I was, day. yeah, just to have a, something on the screen. See, and and the number one note I have here, I wasn't feeling it for some reason. I wasn't feeling the the uh, the game or the events or something. This wasn't the hype wasn't there for me. It was. It felt like we've seen this this show before. It felt like a rerun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, def- and it was. It technically was a rerun. I mean, it was the, the same Super Bowl that we had in uh, 2020. So, yeah, it was a it was de- it was a definite rerun, but the, it played out a little different. But it just felt it didn't nothing 
felt spectacular or dynamic about it. With all due respect to what the Chiefs have done and what they've accomplished, can we get somebody else in the playoff system to beat them besides Joe Burrow? And that's the biggest problem. Uh, we have uh, we had Lamar Jackson this year, mm-hmm. who who looked like he was going to be the chosen one. Uh, J- Josh Allen could have been the chosen one. Uh, there's so many that there's so many good quarterbacks, and and they just can't get past number fifteen. Yeah, fifteen makes he pulls magic out of his ass. Like I, we'll get into the game analysis because you've got it. You've got it broken down. You want to go quarter by quarter. Well, I just um, thought it, I thought it just hit the highlights for the quarters because it's you know it's it's things. I like don't mind. I don't mind this layout at all to be honest because uh, I'll, I can give you kind of the thoughts of what's been what was happening around here at the same time because people were actually engaged in the in the sports game. See, and that's that, what I tried to do with my notes is. Um, Roadmap, you know, road marks, mile markers. Yeah. This this event that we'll talk about it here because you have you have like these posts along the along the route and you're as you see when you're like oh I remember what happened after that post and that's the kind of way I see these are are mile markers. Um, so watch the pregame. I'm not a fan of the Fox pregame, the CBS pregame crew. I like a little better. Um, they're not as it's not as grab assy. You know, they're not as they're not yucking it up so much. You get more honest, thoughtful opinions and thoughts as opposed to, you know, Terry and Howie yucking it up behind the scenes. Yeah. So uh, CBS does have a better, uh, classier crew. I wouldn't say a better crew, but uh, their broadcast is a lot classier. The one thing that I'm going to knock them for, uh, especially on this broadcast, is their animations are horrendous. They're childish, but. I think that's partially because they carried the 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 game was on Nickelodeon. They tried to kind of bridge the gap. I I think maybe they were they were just awful. They were awful. They, were, they are yeah. They but were scary. They were scary. ESPN's auto, uh, automation looks bad too, though. And, uh, yeah. The, oh, the, they're scary. They're scary too. Fox yes. Fox does a much better job with the animation. Yeah. You Fox has the the yeah. animation on lock. Um, so they finally got to to Nance and Romo earlier than they normally would because there was a lot of fanfare, a lot of buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, they get to the point where they introduce the lift every heart and sing or pray lift every heart and pray the the so-called black national anthem yes i don't care which song it is lift every heart or the star spangled i don't care pick one and let's stick with that we don't need more than one national anthem that's just my personal feelings you can't have two national anthems because then you're not one nation uh, you know like i said pick one and go but, I kind of understand it. I kind of understand because it's Black History Month, so I, I get it. The, the The league's trying to 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 kind of follow that whole woke movement because they've got to keep everybody happy. But uh, yeah, there's just too many pregame songs now. Well, yeah, you got you got your "Lift Every Heart," you got your "Star Spangled Banner," you got your "God Bless America." Hey, why mm-hmm. don't we throw in "O Canada"? You know? <laughs> yeah, just for our Canadian friends to the north. Yeah, yeah why not? Sites that oh Canada. I'd like that. Oh, oh, oh Canada is probably my favorite national anthem on the planet. That thing rocks. <laughs> as long as as long as they don't go into the do the half and half version with the French. As long as they just do the full out English version, I'm good with that. <laughs> and then then Nance starts talking. He goes, "Oh boy, everybody's got chill bumps. What the fuck are chill bumps?" <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. And I un- unfortunately, I, I actually I think it's fortunately I didn't hear a lot of the broadcast because. 
it was loud here. We we're we we're yep. having a good time. Yep, yep. you're, you're um, so, so I don't have to. Yeah. I, I didn't have to put up with uh, Jim and Tony as much as I usually do on uh, on um, primetime games. Yeah, and and they were they were typical Nance and Romo. And then there's the big build up to Gronk's kicking for for the the the, the kick of the, destiny again. The FanDuel kick of destiny too. And, yes. And, and so they come out of a commercial break, and Nance introduces the girl there standing near Gronk and near their little mock-up field. And Gronk is all decked out in a full football uniform, but it was the, the, the fan duel color scheme. And it didn't look like him, did it? It didn't. It didn't. And he, there was no warm-up. There was no sit-up. He's just standing back there with one leg cocked, and she goes, okay, go. And he kicks yeah, him. Yeah, that I didn't like that. Yeah, no, give give him a minute. I mean, you got Gronk there. He's he's a party all by himself. Give him forty five seconds to yuck it up a little bit. Yeah, you let know? him talk a bit or whatever. And, Just... and and so he's he's he steps into it and it's wide right. Yeah, and last year was wide left. Yeah, yeah. So maybe next year he'll get it down the middle. <laughs> well, who knows? Um And he didn't the... is it was it me? I don't it didn't look like he tried. There's, they're saying a lot of people are saying that he intentionally missed because apparently there is a it, it didn't matter how much you bet. Um, there was a ten million dollar prize pool that was divided amongst all betters if he if he got it. Ah ah and and so FanDuel so they're, they're saying that Fanduel made him miss the kick or whatever. I don't know, but that's the conspiracy. I don't know what to believe on the internet anymore. Yeah. And there's, there's but so it, much... it definitely looked like he didn't try. Yeah. There's so much speculation. It's not for all that money that they used on like the five different commercials leading up to this thing. And and, 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 and just buying, you had to buy that time from CBS and a 32nd spot was $7 million. How much do you think that costs FanDuel? The, the greatest part of it. And I know the commercials are different for you than, they are for me because of our Canadian broadcasting rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have to show, you know, Canadian commercials. So we miss all the good new ads that are that people spend thirty five million dollars on for thirty yeah, seconds of time, right? I'm I, I, I'm here to inform you, you didn't miss anything. Okay, so <laughs> Gronk does the kick before we even have a game. Right. Yeah. Uh, first commercial after kickoff. Don't miss the kick of destiny. With Gronk, yeah, that, that, they they that's... had the 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 commercial for the kick of destiny, See, and there's like it's coming up, and I was just like, what? It just happened. The NFL is is they're now. I mean, they have a, a stadium in Vegas. The game was in Vegas. They're fully in bed now with these gambling companies. Yeah, why not let FanDuel do that kick of destiny while they're sitting up the stage for halftime, or something? You know, just because you got you got plenty of time there. Because they took like a good three-minute commercial break, and then they came back and did a little an- analysis, and then they went back and, and did a couple more commercials, and then they came out for the halftime show. But we'll get to that chronologically. The entire that. broadcast was almost five hours this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was feeling it in the fourth quarter, but there's a reason for that, too. Mm-hmm. So we get we get to the first quarter, and there's no kick return. I think the league is, is going to – I think they've been pushing towards it for the last couple of seasons. I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of the kickoff altogether. This, I think this off season when they have their uh, owner meetings yeah. and all that stuff, I think you might see the kickoff disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, everybody's kicking it through the end zone 99% of the time. It seems ceremonial at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand why they're kicking it to, through the end zone. There's some of these guys are weapons and they can oh, return. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
They can return for 100 yards. Yeah, you just got um, the greatest kick returner of all time, just made it to Hall of Fame. And they don't want another Devin Hester ruining their, their betting pools. That was a great uh, Hall of Fame ceremony, by the way. Well, yeah, it was. The pregame Hall of Fame ceremony I did like. Um, did the, you see how, how Devin Hester found out he was making it into the Hall of Fame? I, you know what? I missed that part. Okay. So uh, they, they basically crashed his house. Like he had like some of his teammates that were already in the Hall of Fame oh. show up at his house and start honking horns and stuff and made him come outside. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And he was annoyed by it at first. But <laughs> I would be, and that was the whole point. But until yeah, you don't was, know what, until you know what it is, you're like, what yeah. are you doing, man? My mom's asleep. <laughs> yeah. And he's still the only guy to return uh, a football from a kickoff. A kickoff in, or a punt. Either way. Or a punt in, in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Yeah. So So that's a so that's a definite like automatic. He could have sucked and he that's automatic. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're the only guy to do it. Yeah, but he didn't suck. He I mean I No, he I, was a good player. Well, I he was a good return specialist. You cannot take that away from him. But I watched the Bears try him one year at cornerback and that wasn't very good. And they tried him three years at wide receiver and that wasn't very good. Let him, you know, but the, you can't justify his salary just to return kicks. True, but uh, the special teams, I'm finding a lot of teams these days are just, they have like a couple guys that are just special teams. Like they don't yep. do anything else. Yep, and, and not everybody can afford a Cordero Patterson. And yeah, like that's expensive. Yeah, it really is. So the first league, or first quarter, no kick off, just to, you know, kick it through the end zone, they get at the 25. Nothing much happened for that first quarter. Yeah, so we got Niners start moving the ball really well. They get almost to the red zone, and fumble Chiefs ball. And, what the heck? And McCaffrey doesn't fumble often. It's not like it, it... No, it got punched out. It got punched out, yeah. It got punched out. Like, yeah, they hit him They hit him like a brick wall. And somebody, that was set up. They were just like, one guy's going low, the next guy's going high with the punch out. Yeah. yeah. Like, they know what they're doing, and, and that's why the Chiefs are the second overall defense in the league. Right, right. There's a reason why they are where they are. They've right? only, they haven't, they haven't allowed more than 27 points on the board all season, so... So, but the, 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 the big... The first quarter was a big nothing burger, other than the Niners moving the ball on the ground effectively. That was uh, about it. Gra- aggressive San Francisco offense, but way too many mistakes. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like the first quarter they could have had ten, maybe thirteen points on the board, but they were just they were shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're their own worst enemy there. So we get to the second quarter, and the first commercial after the second quarter for my national feed was the State Farm Red Oval Films commercial with our with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The first one didn't get to see it, unfortunately. Well, see, that was that was a fun commercial just because Arnold was he was leaning into the goofy Arnold part, which I, I kind of like goofy Arnold. I like him when he doesn't take himself too seriously. And my next note here is, is poor Cascade. He did not look like he was having the great time. Not just that. that I, I'm, I'm pretty sure because I, I, I know enough people in the media world and I've done some media work. I bet he was told, no, here's what you're going to do. And he wasn't mixing. Coach K, our guest from last week, was lighting him up on, on social media for not mixing. But I'm sure that he was told you're not going to mix. You're going to play a pre-recorded thing and have, you're going to have your picture up there. Yeah, I saw the Super Bowl, the black and purple Super Bowl 58 jersey that I had him wearing. I'm wondering if they pulled off the Tiesto nameplate and put his on it instead. Probably. Probably. Just ripped it off. I, I, I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, you're 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 kind of the 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 I don't want to say backup, but you were the second choice, or they they you know they wouldn't have had Tiesto up there, and no prep time, no prep time. 
So I, I felt bad for him, but it, behind him, did you see the uh, Jason Kelsey dressed up with? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. And then we get our finally, finally we get a score, and it's San Francisco with a field goal. Yeah, so that one, controversial. Nobody said anything, but there should have been a defensive PI called there. Probably. B- before the before the field goal attempt, probably yeah. It's in the end zone, and uh, is it Debo? Was it Debo or Ayuk? I can't remember I, who. I think it was Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. I so yeah Ayuk, and I believe it was Trent McDuffie was the defender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had his had his arm locked up underneath him, like he could only reach for the ball with one hand, and he couldn't get the other arm free. And I was just like, how is that not? Throughout the regular interference. throughout the regular season, there's a flag there. Yeah, so I don't under I didn't understand that. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, maybe they're just trying to let them play, and the the it didn't like. I'm just I'm a fan. I'm watching. I'm sure I'm sure the the officials are told as the playoffs progress. You know, keep them in your pocket. Keep them in your pocket. Let them play. Let them play because they don't want to have a game of that magnitude decided by the officials other than a couple of, of miscues. I think the officiating in general last night was pretty well done. Yeah. So not a huge amount of problems. I did see that Kansas city was getting a little away with a lot of holding on the offensive line that mm-hmm. they just did, didn't bother calling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if uh, let's be honest, if they wanted to, they could throw a flag every play. Somebody's doing, yeah. Something. Somebody's doing some grabby grabby all the time. It's, it's the way the game is. And so. then, you know, a um, couple plays that in that quarter that uh, caught were your dumb, were dumb on some aspects and were alarming in other aspects. Uh, calling Mahomes for intentional grounding. Uh, I did catch the announcers saying that yeah. uh, if he'd have thrown it forward and it crossed the line of scrimmage, they said it wouldn't have been intentional. But because it was lateral. And well, they're trying to say they're trying to say that saw, there was a receiver in the area, mm-hmm. but I'm of the belief that if you're past the line of scrimmage and you have to come back to try to receive that ball, like you're good, yeah, the scramble behind drill. the line of scrimmage, scramble drill, right? That, that it should still be intentional grounding because the, it's the line of scrimmage, right? 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 I agree. You know, all the plays that happen behind the line of scrimmage. Okay, you know, there's a you know a jet sweep or you know a toss off or whatever, special trick play, cool. But this is a play that fell apart. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is intentional grounding. He was trying to get the ball out of his hands. So he didn't take before, the sack, right? So he didn't take the sack. Didn't want to and, lose the yards. Yeah. And then they brought in, I think it was Terry McCauley. I can't remember who the expert was on this game, but they talked about it a lot. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I'm going back to eating nachos. <laughs> with, with my friends because this this is ridiculous. Yeah, they they got a little too heavy into the uh, into the analysis. So that's the one penalty that I was a little shocked on. I was just like, wow, they call a penalty on on Mahomes of all people. Um, and then, did you notice? In in I forgot if it was the first or second quarter. I didn't have it in my notes, but I remember Romo saying. And by the way, one of my game, one of my Super Bowl for dummies tips, Romo was all over it. If you see a guy in motion and somebody's following him, that's man-to-man. Oh, man did, to man. did he say yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, that's Uncle Terry's <laughs> line. Um, yeah, so that was a, the Mahomes penalty was a shock to me. 
Um, usually they don't call him on anything. No, no, he's he's um, the golden boy. Yeah. And then I watch Sneed slap Ayuk across the face, across the helmet, brutal. for a stupid personal fifteen yard penalty foul. Like awful, brutal. I mean, and and he was it's the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest thing I'd seen. He was, I was just like, he you was. Guys are, you guys have been here how many times? He was goaded into it too. They goaded yeah, oh yeah. him. They yeah. did. They did this to the Chiefs. What the Chiefs did to the Ravens. Well, they they Travis Kelsey'd him. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, it was in the second quarter that Kelsey went over and shoved Andy. Yeah. Um. So I had to go back and rewatch that portion because uh, there was a lot of hoopla on right. the interwebs yeah. today uh-huh. about it. Mm-hmm. And someone said, "No, no, no. He he wasn't angry." Uh, he was uh, he was just telling Andy that he loved him, and I was just like, that seems really weird at the at this point in the game. So I went back and I watched, and it was because he was removed from the play, mm-hmm. and that is when uh, the forced fumble came up. And he believes that even if it's a run play, if he's on the field, the forced fumble doesn't happen. Now that's ego. That's huge ego. Well, right? yeah, I'm I'm a better blocker. I just stopped there. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's huge ego. So yeah. I mean, Andy Reid one of the greatest coaches in the NFL's history makes a decision to not have Travis on the field. Keep him fresh. It makes sense. You don't need him for the run play unless you need him as a blocker. It does. Yeah. So keep him fresh because you need him for other plays that are in the playbook later on down the line. Mm -hmm. Cool. Or, or do you want to wear the guy out? So unfortunately things happened for forced fumble. San Francisco gets the ball back. Um, after all the penalties that the Chiefs took, they could not get anything together in that first half. They got a field goal come out of it. Uh, it's 10-3 at halftime. Yeah, yeah, and and, and... and San Francisco didn't look good either. They should have been up like 27-3 to at that point. But, all things being equal, Purdy was outperforming Mahomes. He looked really good. Um, he, he, he didn't He look... looked poised. Like, I know they, they've been saying, Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant... Can't beat Mahomes. You can't, you know, Mahomes is magic, blah, 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 blah. Purdy looked poised. He did. And he did. He looked calm. He didn't look, it did not look like the moment was too big for him. No, he looked ready. He did. Like right out of the gate. When they were pushing that ball down the field, he was ready. Yep. Yep. And, and the other note I have here for the second quarter, one of the commercials that popped on here, I don't know if it did in Canada or not. Apparently there's a sequel for the movie Twister. A sequel or a remake? No, it's called Twisters, so it's a sequel. Oh, my goodness. Do we really need a sequel for the movie Twisters, boys and girls? I don't. I saw. So I did see a couple movie ones um, over the course of the Super Bowl. Don't know if you got to see the same ones. Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool. Oh, my God. That looks so good. We got to see that, and uh, they did a really smart thing. They kind of just kind of teased it uh-huh. and then said, check out the entire trailer online. Uh-huh. So they didn't have to spend a, like a gazillion dollars for a world premiere two-minute trailer or well, whatever and, it is. And and typical Deadpool opening line, oh, I do pegging, but Disney doesn't. I mean, right away, <laughs> he's just leaning hard into it, you know? And uh, the other one that I did see is Rise of the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes or something like that. Yep. Another Planet of the Apes movie. Yep, yep. I don't know what the exact name is. I think it. Uh, is, I think it is Conquer. Con- something. Conquer the Planet of the Apes is what I think it is. But something. So I just I didn't know if we really needed another one of those. I'm not a huge fan of the Apes movies, but I'll watch them if they're on. You know. I think I think I might. Uh, I actually kind of got interested. I was just like, you know what? 
I'm not going to have so much football to watch. I might go see if I can find the Apes movies on. Oh, they're on some streaming platform somewhere. One streaming. I'm sure I have them somewhere on a streaming platform, and I might just start from the beginning and see if I can get into it. Because I never watched the remakes. I watched the original one. The original um, ones, actually, I, I kind of enjoy the original ones, but that's for the schlock value. Because those, those are, you know, those are like one step above. Pretty, the, pretty hokey. Yeah. For, they were good back in the day, though. <laughs> yeah. And that brings us, boys and girls, that brings us to halftime. My first note for halftime is a Boomer Esiason, I think, is the best, best desk analyst on TV. So he's absolutely fantastic on the desk. But do not have them on the field t- telling you about the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Right. That's not man, his forte. Man, oh man, is he hokey. That's not his forte. Well, Boomer, he has a morning show on WFAN in New York. He knows about sports talk. I mean, yeah, and not, not just did he play the game at an extremely high level, he, he has experience presenting information in this platform. So I liked him as the lead anchor on the desk. I did too. But he does a fantastic job. Um, and that brings us to the uh, to the halftime musical show. The 13-minute performance. 13-minute performance. I Do we need to have put have, have a random blood test on Usher? Because he looked a little jacked. I think he might be on PEDs. Apparently, he got married in, after the show in Vegas to his longtime girlfriend. After grabbing what's-her-name like that? Yeah, after driving Alicia Keys like that, I was uh, just like, "Damn, good for so, him! Good for him!" Because I know if I'd tried that, I'm going to get slapped out. <laughs> so we're talking halftime, so we might as well talk props for halftime instead of going back to it later. Okay. Um, Usher needing PED, he was pretty ripped. Um, and those costume changes, man, like there was a lot of them. Well, and I found out today. I didn't know it beforehand, but today. He is uh, sponsoring a, a, a brand of skates, roller skates. So those might be, that might be why the skates were on the platform there. He was doing a little self-advertising. That was a, actually a pretty cool segment. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And how do you get him on and off so fast? Because I, I spent a lot of time in roller skates as a youth, man. And I want to know how he got changed so fast. He yeah. had four or five different outfits. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it was, was crazy. It was like a Beyonce show, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So um, you're talking about... The Little John thing. You wanted. You said you saw Little John. You got excited. Little John sighting. Because uh, we had that as a prop bet. It was a prop bet, yep. We said uh, Little John sighting. Um, Little John I said, and, yeah, and He's going to show up. Little John and Ludacris were both there. So here's my problem with Little John's first appearance, as because he, he was there for a couple different songs. Right. Uh, the first one was turned down for what? Uh, had nothing to do with Usher. Right. And DJ Snake, I do not think, was in the building. So I was just Little John going crazy with uh, the extras in the in Usher's uh, dance choreography and crew. It, it, is it just me, or did the energy in the stadium seem to pick up a little bit more when, when Little John was performing than when Usher was? Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a complete... Well, I mean, not, Usher, not, not a lot. Star- Usher started off slow. Um, he started off with some, of, some R&B classics, and he didn't start off with, like, high-energy stuff. Right. Um, and then... He got, he amped it up and then brought it back down because they changed keys with Alicia Keys. Wow, that was just a bad uh, segue. Hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> segue pun. Um, I did say that we were going to see six and a half uh, extra talent with Usher. So we, we saw, saw, we, we saw six. We saw six. 
Yeah, because H-E-R was there on the guitar. Yeah, uh, her, H-E-R. Uh, yeah. We had Alicia Keys, that's two. Jermaine uh, Dupree. Mm-hmm. He was the hype man that came out uh, about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will I Am, don't know if you spotted him. I did not see Will I Am. He was the guy singing in the background with the Tron helmet on. Oh, okay. All right. If you listen closely, you'd recognize his voice. Okay. But yeah, he didn't. You didn't see him. You saw. And 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 what was what was with Ludacris's pants, man? Luda's hair is crazy. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's got like a giant fro, but uh, like a super high receding forehead. He's got like Peyton Manning's forehead all he's, of a sudden. He's got a five head. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we had Little John, so that made up six uh, special characters, extra talent. I said six and a half. Now, man, you were close. I mean, I, I, I don't uh, now looking back at it. I was just like, man, six and a half is a lot of extra people, but they, but they were close. Yeah. They were close. I was just like, five and a half probably would have been a better number. But anyway, you, you're playing this game with your friends. Obviously I, I'm sure a lot of you picked the under. So congrats. So what was that? Just, was that the only two props we had or that was just a, well, now that we're at, at halftime, halftime yeah. I just didn't want to have to go back to that one right. later on. Um, it just seemed fitting that we're talking about the, the halftime show. Did you catch at the very end before they finished up, they teased Get Low? Yeah, I think uh, I think they they were scared. Oh, I, I bet there were sensors all across the nation looking for that seven-second delay. They're, they're just like, ah, um, How are, no, no, no skeeting, no skeet, no. No skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> 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 yeah no there's a there's a little tease in there and i think that was more of a disappointment than anything else i yeah i do too I, it, better off just not bringing it up at all because it was what 10 15 seconds it wasn't yeah. very long at all yeah. and that brings us to the uh to the fourth or the third quarter here um again the there was what four possessions five possessions before we had a first down yeah so uh, third quarter looked awful. We didn't have any. We didn't have any first downs. We had. It was a. It was. It was a defensive I hate, struggle. I hate to say this, but like as a as a casual fan or somebody that wouldn't that doesn't usually watch football, especially um, not uh, you or I who would watch every game every weekend, um, it was a garbage kind of game. It was hard to watch. Right, because. Touchdowns are sexy. Touchdowns are entertaining. Yeah, the, the ball flying through the air, big long yeah. plays, big long runs, big hits, and those if, things. If you're not a fan, yesterday was not your kind of game. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely, like, big hits, everything. This was more of a ground and pound run game with a cluster of bodies around we don't know what's happening half the time situation. And and finally, for the first time, I want to say, in his, in his playing history, Mahomes throws a pick in 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 playoffs. He hit regular season. He has some once in a while, but I think last night was the first one he got during a playoff game, and the Niners could not monopolize on that mistake. And it was an awful throw. He missed Kelsey by a mile and threw it like right into a Niners' hands. Like yeah. it was almost like he was aiming for him. Yeah, and 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 like I said, this something they you... threw up some ridiculous stat on the screen that he in like. 218 playoff pass attempts he hadn't thrown a pick. I know this is our eighth show, seventh, eighth show, depending on how you're counting them. Um, but in every show, we've talked about it. 
when you make a turnover, you gotta get points. I mean, off it's the our, it's our credo. It really point. is. It really is. Points well, off turnover. We talk about it all the time. You have to make points off turnovers. We say it to each other like we like we're broken records. Like it's a, your mom telling you to, like to wear your hat and miss the school. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the Niners didn't do it. They just yeah. could not do it. And, that, and there was turnovers on both sides of the ball, even in the first half, and they didn't capitalize and make points off of them either. So, yeah, yeah. but I think that particular that could have swung the game a different direction had they been able to monopolize. I think that, and there's one other we'll talk about coming up here. Um, a, an interesting stat, though, through the whole game, the San Francisco 49er or the San Francisco 49ers led, led outright had 42 minutes and five seconds winning over the Chiefs during regular 60-minute game. Yeah, 42 and someone, minutes someone, and f- 42 someone came minutes. out and said that that was the longest, second-longest drought or something like that uh, without leading a game in a Super Bowl or something. I can't remember what the, the stupid but stat was. That's that's a huge number for the Chiefs. To, I mean, they kept hanging around, though. The Niners could not put them away. And it's a stupid stat, uh, the, the leading the leading stat, 42 minutes mm-hmm. uh, in a Super Bowl, which is like the second all-time. And then they they said the first game, I can't remember what the first game was, but I was just like, no, that's a lie. Uh, the longest drought uh, like that of not leading a Super Bowl was another Kyle Shanahan game. The Niners. Where, where, no, the Falcons. Oh, the Falcons, that's right. Where they led... The entire game until the fourth quarter, until overtime. Yeah. So they led the Patriots for 60, 70 minutes before the Patriots scored in overtime to actually take the lead for the first time in the game. Before, before Tom just wore them down. Um, And that the the next road marker I have, the next mile marker I have, the next, the next sign I had commercial break Pfizer. Why did drug companies need fucking commercials? That's a great question, and we've been talking about that here. Uh, there was a conversation yesterday about it, actually. Um, we don't see Pfizer, um, the actual, they don't put the, the, the manufacturer anymore. They, they just sell us drugs. Like Here's an aphrodil. So <laughs> yeah, so, and they don't tell you what they do. Here's, they just have, here's they just have happy people. Yeah, yeah. And I believe the commercial, I can't remember what the name of the, I know there's one called uh, Ozempic. Ozempic, this that's, is, that's a weight loss drug, right? Yeah, for people with diabetes. I had right. to look this stuff up. Yeah. Because the commercials tell you nothing. Right. They, like, right. they just show a bunch of happy people and they say, ask your doctor if Ozempic's right for you. And I'm just like, why would I need Ozempic? Tell me what it does. See, and that I, I know we're getting a little bit off the football thing. Sorry, but yeah, no, no, just... no, no. But they put the commercial in the middle of fucking game. For me, yeah. it's, it, 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 now we can talk about this shit. You're right. I, I have questions. Do I do I need to go to my my doctor and say, hey, I need minoxidil? Yeah. Do I then... need I need Ozempic? And my doctor goes, but you're not a woman. That's to help control your period. I mean, what the fuck? You got to give so me. So then, the next thing I do is I grab my phone because I'm on the couch watching the damn game. And there's another commercial on for State Farm or something else. I don't really care about that. I know what State Farm does. But Ozempic's still in my brain. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? So I type it into my Google on my phone, and it tells me what it is. 
and then for the next two weeks, I get ads for Ozempic everywhere. Right, right. Because if you do the yeah, if you do the research, then you're on their on on Google's yeah, radar. Yeah, I'm just not thinking. I should have used incognito mode or something to search for these things. But I'm just like, oh, it's innocent. I'm just want to see if Ozempic's right for me. And then this then brings us to a, a prop that we've had in other games. We didn't have it in this one. Oh, shirtless guys on the field. He sucked. <laughs> He wasn't ready for this moment. It was too big for him. He and wasn't you know Brock Purdy. He was too it, big for him. It's my bad, too, because I should have put a streaker in Vegas. Right? I should have said it, and I don't know why I did. Oh, it's because I had, like, six different props. And, well, like, another yeah. another one would have been. And and I think you were worried about not being able to pay as much attention with notepad yeah. in hand with your guests there. So, so. yeah, there was a – well, it was more about uh, – Tony and Jim talking because we we do a lot of props uh, during the playoffs in, in house props about them oh, how yeah. they talk to each yeah. other and and what and things that they're gonna or what other announcers are gonna say but this one this uh, my party was pretty loud so you weren't hearing a lot of the announcers everybody's having a good time eating should laughing have, have screaming in, at the TV should have brought in a sound system for the DJs in the days there man. <laughs> Get five thousand watts of some power big speakers. in there. Yeah, pissed off the entire neighborhood. <laughs> um, and that brings me to the other crux point in the game in the third quarter. That punt return that the Niners fluffed. Mm. You, you you just you 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 let you you had the Chiefs on the ropes at that point in time. That was so. We looked at it initially and we said, "Why? Like, how can you fumble this ball?" But but a niner had 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 rushed against him, so he had he had to go after that ball. No, what happened was it went off another niner's foot. Yeah, yeah. So instead of the guy clearing the area, like these guys should be better at this by now. They've had an entire season to play special teams. Entire season plus three games. Yeah, plus your playoff games. Yeah, yeah. They've had an entire season to do this. That is just like rookie mistake on the biggest stage. Yeah, and and that's I I, it was right after that that the Chiefs finally scored a touchdown because yeah. they they had this they had the short field, you got them on the ropes, and and you you let them off the hook, man. That that I yeah. that that punt return fumble fumble whatever you want to call it, that was the turning point in the game for me. That was the momentum shifter. Yeah. Um, the Niners made other mistakes, uh, that they couldn't get like, over. Right. Like what are we talking about? The third quarter right now. Uh huh. Okay, so uh, you've got two other problems. Um, Greenlaw, Dre Greenlaw, going goes to, down. He's just walking onto the field and like pulls his hamstring or something. Like his. Uh, it was it was after that, after an exciting play. I think was it the field goal maybe? But he was celebrating as he was jumping on the field. Yeah, and he got carted off. Mm-hmm. So he's done for the game. Uh, two minutes later, Debo's on the ground. He's hammy. out for a bit. Hammy, pull a hammy, but he got Pulled back his hammy. in. He got back in after pulling a hammy. How's that? Yeah. Oof. And then, um, yeah, the, like, and then they lost another defensive guy. Um, Cornerback, I think it was. Fornor, I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening to us, but uh, I think you, I want to say like Fornicelli or something like that. He's he's not a big time playmaker, like a name that we've been listening to all season. Um, I think he was filling in for somebody, but still, um, they, they lost him. Another defensive player. You still, if if you lose a, a defensive player, 
against a team like the Chiefs, Andy Reid sees somebody's missing, he attacks that weak spot. That's just what he. That's the way the game is played. You know. And then we and then we go into so there's not much happening there except for the Chiefs taking the lead. And, and uh, the, the one, enter the fourth quarter. Well, no, the one other observation I had at the end of the third quarter is the Niners are still doing a better job of using a fullback than anybody else in the fucking national football. Use check is amazing, and the fact that the Niners use a fullback like a fullback is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of times he would start off lined up as a wideout and wind up in the backfield blocking for Christian McCaffrey. Just crazy. Just beautiful beautiful fullback usage from the Niners throughout the whole night, and I thought that deserved a mention. The only other uh, fullback that is used in the league like him uh, is on the AFC, and it's uh, Ingram from the Miami Dolphins. Right, right, yeah. He's a he's a fullback that is used pretty much in every play. Well, McDaniel's is from the Shanahan tree. They're they're all from that tree. Yeah, McVeigh, all of them. Yeah. So that brings us to the fourth quarter. Niners retake the lead fairly early in the quarter. Yeah, that's so they get things rolling again, uh-huh. and that was things started to get kind of exciting at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Heating up a little the, bit. Both sides are, are starting to bring like, it a little bit. Like Usher was the highlight of the first three quarters, in my opinion. Well, and one thing that the Niners did this at, for the third quarter and part of the fourth quarter, they kind of got away from the from the ground game and they started passing a little too much. Yeah. So. And I think they didn't they didn't usually utilize McCaffrey. Right. Right. And as as much as they they and, should have. And that's what had stopped. The Chiefs from being so potent in the first three and a half quarters was yeah. you kept you kept fifteen on the bench while you were running the ball. Yeah, and they just kept trying to get it to Debo and Ayuk, and it just wasn't working. And it wasn't it wasn't like there were those little three and four yard passes where you use the pass to emulate the run game. These were fifteen and twenty yard shots. They were big, you know. And and that's they you were you didn't have enough time because Kansas City's defensive line is one of the better defensive lines in football. They're not going to give Purdy a lot of time back there to get comfortable and pick his spots, you know. So no, was... Chris Jones uh, basically went unblocked a bunch of times as well, and you mm-hmm. can't do that. Mm-hmm. That guy's dangerous. And back in the fourth quarter, there was the one shot. Samuel was in the end zone. Purdy rolled out to his to his right, and Jones just came through. Nobody even touched him. Yep. And and yep. completely blew up the play. And that would that would have been that would have been that has sealed the Chiefs' fate if that had gone through the way it was looking. Well, it's funny though. Uh, even though they didn't utilize McCaffrey as much in the fourth quarter as they did the rest of the game, McCaffrey walked out with 80 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving. So he yeah. put 160 on the board. Yeah, all by himself. He's 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 incredible. Um, I said they need if they were going to win, they needed McCaffrey to do 150 uh, when we talked to Coach. Right, right, right. So and. Uh, that still wasn't enough. After the Niners retake the lead, the the point after was blocked. Yeah, so this this kind of rolled into our whole theory on um, how we predicted scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we said that um, I th- I thought maybe a, a PAT would get missed, uh, so blocking counts here, and it would be uh, a six point difference in the uh, in the game. In the final score, yeah. In the final score. So it was either going to be two field goals or maybe a blocked PAT. Yeah. Or or missed PAT. Um, Got to hand it to Moody, though. Um, that guy kicked some pretty long balls. Yeah, and that one was the, what, 47-yarder, 52-yarder. Was, it was low, low. I thought it was going to get blocked before it got over the, the – Yeah. You know. 
and I, it was nice they actually utilized those cameras that you were talking about last episode. Yeah, yeah. and we actually got to see it go through kind of sideways from the like the side, which uh-huh. was it was kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Hard to is I don't I, I'm not I'm not sold on the uh, goal post cameras because you don't really get a great view. All you see is this ball kind of flying by real quick. But that's fine. You can slow it down. <laughs> and then on the ensuing kickoff, something that you'd asked about. We got a doink. Yeah, we got a doink. The kickoff hit the upright. <laughs> Crazy. But the game is tied at that point in time, so now we're we're going into overtime. This we're going nineteen nineteen into overtime, and Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does. But this was the first game since they changed the overtime rules for playoffs only. By the way. Yeah, and I don't believe that San Francisco understood. The new they've, playoff they, rules. They've said as much during the post game, which which is fucking insane because the official explains it at the fucking half at the. I know, half. I know. It's just infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah. I just like yeah. They explain them and then they say we want the ball and I'm just like why? And there there are the most. You both get a chance. There there are there are of all the sports that that are out there in the world. Football is probably the most overcoached sport. There's probably more coaches for different positions, and it's almost to the point where, okay, you're the coach for the right guard. You know, that's all your job is you coach the right guard. It's almost to that point. So you've got, what, 15, 20 coaches on the sideline? One of them, your job is to listen to this fucking guy, the official, every time he talks. That's all you do. Yeah. And they, they, the, the Niners just they, they admitted that they didn't understand. I did. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's call. Um uh, what do we want? He'll tell his captains, this right. is what we want. Right, right. You know, do we want the ball? He's he's like, yeah, we want the ball. I'm like, that's the stupidest decision. Not that, it's the, not that it's the stupidest decision, but it's an absolute silly decision if you understand the rules. You're both going to get a chance to possess the ball. Mm-hmm. So if you put your defense out there first and they make a big stop, Dude, it's just field goal and you win. Right, because everybody's had their possession then. Right. Because they, yeah. But if they, if you can't stop them and they put up a field goal or a touchdown, then you have a chance to answer back. Right. If you don't, if you don't get a touchdown, you've kind of told them all they need to do to win. Yeah. So I didn't understand the call. Um, it kind of gave me the creeps. I was just like, ooh, we are in Patrick Mahomes dynasty era now. Like he doesn't, he's going to whip up some magic. And and it's just that's one of the things he's known for is rising to the occasion. And you just and, and you just told him how far he needs to rise. That's all you did. Yeah. And here we go with typical Patrick Mahomes. We've got Christian McCaffrey balling out, played amazing. Oh, that's my first note for the overtime. Christian McCaffrey doing Christian McCaffrey things. He just like that run that down the sideline. Oh, he's just I thought I thought, oh, my goodness, like the 49ers could do this. Like Christian McCaffrey is just a all one by man himself, army. All by himself. Yeah. Yeah. But then like, there. Oh. But then we had that untimely holding call, which kind of took a little wind out of their sails. That was that was silly. Um, that was a bad holding call too. like they've been they've been coached to avoid this. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I'd love to say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a zebra in chief's clothing sort of deal. Like, but that's, that wasn't the case here. It was a no. blatant holding call. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad call by the officials. It no, was, it, was it was blatant. It was, it was like a blind man could have seen it. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was really poor timing on the part of the Niners. And, yeah. and, you know, other than that, up until that, that field goal they had to, they had to kick. It was the Niners were. It was a ground and pound fourth quarter again. They were back to what they were doing in the first and second quarter. That was so. I don't want to say successful, but it was working enough that you had a lead. You know, and that's yeah. Let's, and that's all you want for the Super Bowl. You just they, want a they lead. Had, they had the, the you know the, the best quarterback in the league reeling mm-hmm. on his heels mm-hmm. uh, for the first half and for the the third quarter. And the other thing about that ground and pound. Um, Unlike a lot of defensive lines, Kansas City doesn't rotate their their defensive linemen in and out. It's kind of like, okay, you four guys, this is it. It's your job yeah. for the whole game. And yeah. you could see they were feeling tired. They're tired. Yeah, they look tired. They're getting worn down. And you got Christian McCaffrey there. You know, so yeah, go ahead and do the ground and pound. But we had the timing, uh, you know, the holding call, and, the, and we had the he kicked for three, and now you got a three point lead. But then you hand the ball back to number fifteen, and fifteen does what fifteen does. And then what happens when, uh, you know, they can't, the uh, Niners can't get any scoring going? What happens? Kittle gets hurt. He goes to locker room. Yeah, Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Did but you he f- came back. But it, it's not a it, good feeling if you're a Niners fan watching, like, one of the key players, a difference maker, mm-hmm. go to the locker room during the sudden death overtime period, basically. I watched his post-game interview today, you know, with, at the podium. Yep. I like that guy, man. <laughs> he's, he's fun, right? He sits down and he goes, so what's up, fellas? I mean, <laughs> and they ask him questions. He's, he goes, he's shooting really straight. He's not trying to – he's not pulling punches. He goes, yeah, we could have done a better job, or I could have done this, or they, I could have done that. I mean, he wasn't pulling punches. And one reporter asked a question, and, and, and Kitty goes, uh, you kind of answered your own question there. Why are you bothering me about this? <laughs> <laughs> But um, so they get the ball back to Mahomes, and Mahomes just—he does Mahomes stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's—it's not like there was anything flashy, though. It's not like there was any of those oh my god moments. No, it was a well script. Like Andy Reid called his best play, and when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, what are they going to do about the wide open guy on the end? Mm -hmm. And it was like I was. I mean, I'm not I'm not on the other side of the ball, so I'm not seeing what they're seeing. But from the camera angle that I was watching, I was freaked out. I was just it like, was, it wasn't even a soft. This guy's wide open. It, it wasn't even a soft zone. There was nobody over there. Yeah, it was just wild. It was just wild. And then it was a soft pick, and the guy's even more open. You, you, know, you can't get to him. Yeah, it's a it's like a three yard pass into the end zone. Like it's it's game over. Um. McCole Hardman was a chief previously. He got traded to the Jets, and then they brought him back this season in midseason from, right, the, Jets from the Jets back to yeah. the Chiefs because they were having the dropsy situation. And is it is it is it just me when the, the Niners or not Niners? I'm sorry. When the Chiefs scored that final touchdown, it felt anticlimactic. It did. Um. A lot of it was because people didn't understand that that touchdown was the end of the game. Nobody was excited for the confetti. The confetti didn't go off immediately. It should have. Took yeah, it took a good 35, 40 seconds. Yeah, 
Yeah, like nobody understood that it was the end of the game. And then I don't even think the announcers understood it was the end of the game. Oh, I was no. sitting there going, Jesus Christ, now we have to hear about how fucking Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT and Tom Brady's not the GOAT anymore. Like, come on, fuck oh, off. No. Oh, no. Romo and, and, and Nance knew right away because as soon as that, you know, the touchdown occurred, they started with the love fest. I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. It was it was the. Oh, whole, I missed that part. Yeah, it was it was the whole. Thank goodness. It was the whole end of season. Can I blow you in the corner before you go home to see the wife? <laughs> this you might know? be our last time together for a very long time. <laughs> that was that was the vibe it had because right away it's oh I love you it was a good year thank you for being in my booth with me and I love you blah 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> they did like twenty two <laughs> broadcasts or twenty three broadcasts together so I have I I I. I I I have no I haven't talked to anybody I know this just just a vibe I got I think they're going to break those two up oh it could be it could be coming Jim Nance I'd love to see Jim Nance go over to like Fox I don't think he'd fit in very well at Fox I think him and Tom Brady would be wonderful oh, together I, and that, and then Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson could stay together that Dude, that's really breaking my heart because I, I Olson and he gave a really nice. I just interview. think they're a really good team, and I don't see why you would break up a good team. And th- last week he did an interview with Rich Eisen, uh, you know, on 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 press roll. Yeah, you Bowl. sent you sent it to me. It was good. He's just he just he he's so live from Las Vegas too. He, he, he's so I don't want to say humble because he he's not. He 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 comes right out and tells you he goes no, I want the job. I wanted to be good at the job. And he talks about everything he did to get good at the job. Yeah, and he said a lot of things that he said in that interview were very true. He's like, I'm going to be the greatest if I want this job. Right. Because I'm not falling into this seat because I'm not a Hall of Fame star position. Yeah. I I bounced around to three different teams and like I played a lot of football and I got hurt a lot. But I'm not at the top of anybody's list as like a, a coach or a quarterback that would do better in the booth. And his his attitude was, if not me, who? And if not yeah. now, when? And that's yeah. that's that's how he adopt, he approached his job as as analyst. And right now, I think he's the best. I know I know Coach K, our friend Coach, doesn't like him, but I do. I, I he's he's. I'm, I think he's very good at the job. I'm firmly and, uh, in his corner. So, let's actually look at this analysis. So, you said. Kansas City 24, San Francisco 21. I said San Francisco 27, Chiefs 21. Actual retail value, Kansas City 25, San Francisco 22. So 47 points, a half a point for the under. Did you see? Uh, did you and see, you were the closest with one point off. Did Did you on see each one? Did you see, Coach? I got I hit the over. I hit the over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how he hit the over because the line was 47 and a half. Um so yeah. <laughs> it's 47 unless they change the line uh in a, in another betting um app that he's hey, using or something. He's he's in New York. It might be a corner bookie. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. Yeah, you never know. Um so I did have some props for this game. Uh we already went over the halftime ones. Right. Uh, I did get some help. Uh, my friends were gracious enough to help me count some of the things. Uh, San Francisco, I said San Francisco wins the coin toss. They did not. That's right. Kansas, That's right. Kansas, Kansas City, City did. Preferred. So, um, not good for not a good start for me. Uh, 
team that wins the coin toss will defer. That did happen. Chiefs score first. That did not happen. So, yeah, I'm like you're one, having, for, one you're, for three right you're, now. You're having a bad game. Yeah. Um, I did say, however, seven and a half Tay-Tay sightings. Tay-Tay. Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, there was 12. There was one thing. Did you notice early in the game when when you saw her, she, you, she didn't have her jacket on and she was wearing that little black bustier type of thing. And in the second half, she was wearing the big puffy coat. I wonder if somebody said something to her about what she was wearing because it's... it's um, it, she, it, was a, it was actually like a letter jacket. It wasn't a puffy coat. It was a letter jacket. Like yeah. it was a chief's letter jacket. Yeah, but but I mean, you're, you're in a climate-controlled vip booth maybe she just got maybe she had the the coat with her and it got chilly the air conditioning was on or something and maybe, she was just like oh. maybe i just i just thought it Who was knows? odd that because you know she's kind of kind of showing off the goods there and all of a sudden she's not that's uh, maybe, maybe she's been like oh i've been on on the on the screen for six uh six showings time, in this, time, this black time for, outfit time, for time, for time to make a change. wardrobe change yeah usher got away with it i should too damn it yeah, usher, <laughs> usher's not the only one that can change five times in a game in a in a performance um, so yeah, I had that, uh, I had her at, at seven and a half. You were thinking six and a half last week. It was 12. So we were both like way under on that guesstimation. And then, uh, I said color of the Gatorade bath would be blue or purple. And it was purple. Was it? I didn't even see it. Yeah. They got, uh, they got Andy Reed pretty good in his waterproof Kansas city shirt. Right. It did not get wet. You saw it beating up. He probably treated it first. He knew he yeah, he's like, I knew, I know I'm going to win. And so I'm just going to throw it up there. You better put some water treatment on that. Honey, go, go, ahead, go put some silicone on here for me, will you? So the, uh, the, the word around the, the interwebs today is, you know, uh, Chiefs three-peat next year is what they're saying. Because no team has ever done it. Well, and, and, you know, the Chiefs are the new dynasty. We've heard, I've heard that a bunch. Dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. Well, they are a dynasty now that they have three titles in four years or five years, yeah, whatever. I, 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 I can't take away what they've accomplished. I really can't. But damn it, I want to see somebody else in there. Yeah. I mean, next year, maybe we get like, uh, I, I think, I, I honestly think the Lions have a pretty good chance of going to the show if they can clean up some of the, the mistakes. Um, I think Cleveland's getting really close, uh, especially with Stefanski uh, coaching the shit out of that team with, I don't know, they must have lost like a thousand players this season. Like, that was ridiculous. And they still made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So um, the Chiefs, I find, are very lucky. Uh, they did not have a great season, and they did not have a very good seeding in the in the playoffs, well, they had they had they had the three, they had that, but they had a, they had a, a rough patch there. They lost what was it three games in a row? Yeah, they did not look good. Um, they had the dropsies. They were the most uh, most drop pass team in the league. Now, did you see last week at, at Super Bowl on on press roll? Somebody stuck a microphone under the the, the receiver Daniel uh, Dan Icky or whatever it was the guy from the Chiefs that they they cut just before the the postseason because he kept dropping passes and the question was um what's the guy's name i can't remember his name right now played for the for the giants and the giants cut him because he kept dropping passes um oh uh Kadarius tony tony that's it Kadarius tony 
somebody stuck a microphone under his nose on press row, and they said, do you think you're a number one wide receiver? And he says, well, yeah, if they get me the ball. Yeah, but he also was Mr. Dropsy. And that's I mean, what, yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, no, they get they, you the ball. What? So you can let it hit the ground. They, they, did, mean, they did get you the ball, Kadarius. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's that's ego. I think uh, we, you and I have had this, this discussion a couple of times when he started kind of going off on Twitter and his little Instagram live rant. Mm-hmm. Um, that was basically saying uh, I'm, I'm leaving the team now because I made a big mistake and they're just going to cut me. Just go ahead and cut me now, coach. I'm going to make yeah, it easy like I, I'll, I'll be on waivers by the end of the season. I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do anything uh, previous to the Super Bowl. It, it, and it wasn't really like a public thing they did either. He went yeah, public. They, they did not. Yeah, they, they were just trying to be a team. They're just like, hey, like, honestly – we have the best chance of winning if this guy's not on the field because he makes mistakes and they're trying to clean up the mistakes. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't very coachable. Maybe they had they had problems with him in practice. Maybe he wasn't a very good teammate. Maybe he wasn't good in the locker room. That's a really good observation is maybe they had tried to talk to him and he wasn't taking it. Yeah, maybe he wasn't coachable. Yeah. You know, maybe he was a, a prima donna. Maybe, he's like, who knows? No, that's a really good observation. So, like, we don't know. All we know is that if you're the head coach or the general manager or somebody that's leading the entire team, your job is to make your team as best as possible. And then that sometimes that includes cutting guys or or putting them, taking them off the roster, sending them to the practice squad until they get their shit together. Yeah, no, addition by subtraction, absolutely. So, I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot of great football players, and there's only 53 available spots on each team's roster. Mm-hmm. Right? You times that by 32. I'm not a human calculator, but that's a that's only a it's a small number of players for the number of players that Wants are going to, play. to right are going into the NFL every year. 262 players are drafted, and I'm willing to bet um, undrafted players make up. Another 260 or so, 250 mm-hmm. undrafted mm-hmm. free agents, mm-hmm. right? Guys that didn't want the draft. They just came out of college. They didn't want to go through the whole pageantry. Or, or they want, all. or they wanted drafted and no team picked them up. That too. You know? Yeah. They're, they, they missed the draft because. Academic you know, reasons or something. Right. They were two, 292 that, you know, that would have 263 in the list. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they weren't impressive on tape. Maybe they had. Maybe they got into the draft too early. Maybe they had another they, another year of college ball would have made them a better player. Who knows? But there's only so many roster spots in the NFL, and there's only 32 teams. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a guy that goes public, I mean, we saw this like uh, Kadarius Tony and um, Antonio Brown should probably have their own like AA meeting or something. Well, there's. 53-man roster, 32 teams. That's 1,696. One, 16, six, so 1,700 players have a can have a job. Right, and then each team has, what, is it 5 or 10 players on the practice squad? Yeah, so it depends on what the rules are. They change every year. Right, that's why I'm not I, sure. I believe it's about a dozen on the practice squad. So uh, it's, always, it's rounded off around that number. So let's just, um, for, just for math's sake, we'll call it 10 times 32. That's... It's still not a lot of spots. No. You know, 320 players. Mm-hmm. So 2,000 players can play in the NFL or have an NFL spot. Every year. Every year. 
And how many colleges are there that have football teams? Like, geez, you know, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot. Of, it's you're very blessed to actually make an NFL team. And when you're a prima donna, like if you're a Kadarius Tony or an Antonio Brown, remember him? He was uh, he was just crazy. Or Terrell Davis. Oh. Yeah, Terrell Davis was another one, but yeah, they're just going crazy. Like it, it, you know. it, it doesn't. At some point in time, your talent is not going to carry you any farther. Attitude is going to have to get you that last couple of steps. Yeah, I think you have to be, you have to be humble, uh, because it's not one man. One man doesn't make a difference. Um, one man can make a difference in the team, but he's not the fifty-three man roster. He still needs somebody to block for him. Yeah, like Mahomes, as great as everybody seems to think he is, I don't think he played a Super Bowl caliber game yesterday. I really don't. See, I don't deserve. I don't think he deserves MVP. I think um, on, McCall, Hard- McCall Harding should have been the MVP. Honestly, it wouldn't bother me to give it to Christian McCaffrey either. No, yeah, just give it to the other team. No, they, just like sorry I, guys, you don't get an MVP I, this year. Oh, even I, though you I, won. I, I know they always give it to the winning team, but McCaffrey. Did more to keep the Niners uh, on the game. 160 yards. Yeah, I mean that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't. I can't tell you the last time I remember the losing team did win the MVP. I know it's happened once, but I don't remember who it was. But um. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, there was, it was a, it was a full team. Honestly, what kept the Chiefs in that game was their defense. Um, Mahomes now has three rings, three Super Bowl MVPs. Um, I think I, I honestly think that the script is real sometimes when this, these things happen. Uh, we all watched the same game yesterday. Well, it doesn't and... have to necessarily be a script, but two or three or four officiating calls throughout the season can swing the way a season's going to go. Fair. Uh, one call can make a difference. Absolutely. You know, and and. Because let's face it, a lot of this is is momentum. Once you start winning, you kind of keep building your confidence and feeling better about things. And 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 once the ball starts bouncing your way, it seems to bounce your way a lot. Until yeah. until something catastrophic comes to make it stop bouncing your way. So well, the Chiefs haven't had any real loss either. They haven't lost. They haven't lost a quarterback. No. Remember, they haven't gone through four or five quarterbacks like San Francisco had to last year. Well, and or remember the Browns the, did this year. Remember the one year I want to say seven, eight years ago, the Patriots, and Tom had both of his knees blown out. Yeah, and and he, they they finished the season. Was that Jimmy G or? No, that was not Jimmy G. That's too far back. Jimmy G was probably not even in college at that point. But but um, the, the, the backup came in and and. I think they still made the playoffs, but they they did. They did. They did, and I can't I can't remember the damn quarterback. But are, if Mahomes goes down, do the Chiefs? Are, they have another guy. Yeah, but is he is he Mahomes? He's not. Nobody's going to be Mahomes, right? And nobody was Brady. No. Well, I mean, Brady's easy to mimic because Brady wasn't a mobile quarterback. He was just a he was just a good visualizer of the field with a quick release well that and he was relentless and i think mahomes has got a quick release and can get the ball out 
but he can also extend a play for like 10 seconds. He, he's which, good at improv. Which is something that Brady never had. Yeah, he's he's good at improv, and, and he can just shift in the pocket. He can get by his receivers another three or four But seconds. all it takes is one bad step, and you're out for the season. Mm-hmm. Like that run that he did yesterday without sliding. I thought, I thought, what the fuck are you I doing? I was like, get they're going to kill him. Get down. I know it's the Super Bowl and you got four months to get better, but what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, they're going to kill him. I thought, oh my God. There's like, oh, got to pull out all, all the stops, Cotton. You know, so. <laughs> I know. So, so, yeah, I just, I can't believe that he ran like that, but that's a, that's. That's a perfect that's what, um, that's why he is who summary he is. of like how lucky they are as a team. Yeah. Like that guy like that doesn't get injured. They don't get um their wide receivers don't go down. They just had they just pick some bad ones sometimes. And then they, they fix that. They know how to fix things. So um they got very lucky this year. I'm I'd love to say like, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs were by far the best team. Lights out. But they played like garbage to get into the into the tournament. Well, and um, and, and, and they Rich, they came on at the right time. And Rich Eisen made a point like week seventeen: don't let them back in the dance. No, somebody's got to stop them. And if you let these guys get in, they're just going to steamroll you because they're going to get better every week. And that's exactly what happened until last night when they, I can't say they got better, but they 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 held on. Their defense kept them in that game. Oh, and, uh, and they have been keeping them in games all year round. And the defensive uh, what used to be an offensive juggernaut is no longer an offensive juggernaut. And the defensive coordinator is he brings pressure as often as possible, and that takes a lot of teams off their off their timing. You know. Oh, third down blitz every time you could see it coming. Yeah. And oh, it's third down. Here comes the blitz. Yeah. And like, I'm surprised these teams haven't figured it out yet. He, they they, just, he just they, he takes them off their spot, off their timing, and they don't recover. You know. Yeah. So I mean. Hats off to the Chiefs. You won another championship. Uh, are you going to be able to do it again next year? I think you're going to have some pretty stiff competition in the AFC next year. I think uh, Joe Burrow's going to Ray- be back. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to go with. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be on a revenge tour. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Ravens aren't done. I think they're, they they got a taste of some bad medicine, and they're going to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals are going to be looking pretty mean, especially if they re-sign T. Higgins mm-hmm. and... You know, he might, geez, scary to say he could become a chief. Let's face it. If the Browns get consistent quarterback play. If the Browns can have one good quarterback for the year, which is doubtful considering who they got. He's yeah. like a. Yeah, I know. I know. But let's just say. He's he, like made of glass. Let's let's say he puts it together and they keep him upright for the entire year. That, that That's going to be something to deal with. Yeah. The, so the AFC, there's lots. The AFC has a lot of good teams. I mean, and, and the Bills are still out there with Josh Allen. I mean, and then the rumor of uh, Bill Belichick taking over for Andy Reid has been debunked. Yep, Andy says he's going nowhere. Andy says he's going nowhere. He's coming back to try the three peat because he wants to. I mean, he wants to be immortalized. He, and and if and, if he, they pulled it off, he would be. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, why wouldn't you? But and next I, next year, the like the head office is going to make some changes so that they're going to have an even more complete team. Kansas City. I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe restructure. Mahomes' contract, I don't know how it's going to go down, but they've got Chris Jones, who's a free agent, who's going to need a lot of money to he's come gonna, back. He's going to want a lot of money, and he deserves it. You know, Travis Kelsey is as great as he is, and he's, he's holding some records. He's getting How long can tooth. he go? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, as a 35-year-old tight end, that's a tough position to play. Uh-huh. It's not like it's not like you're a quarterback where you can't even get you know you can't even get sneezed on mm-hmm. without a personal foul being called. Yep. And he's every time there's there's a a shoving match on the field, he seems to be in the middle of it. He likes to get in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. He's like he's like the bouncer for the team. He, he likes to mix it up. So yeah. Um, but the AFC's pack. Let's hope that the Niners don't have the Super Bowl losing team fall apart season that often happens. I don't picture that happening. Shanahan's no, going to keep them pretty they've well. Been, they've been pretty good at yeah. keeping their team together. I mean, they got Kittle. Um, he was on the, that Super Bowl team from uh, Super Bowl 54. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had Jimmy G that year, mm-hmm. who's long gone. Uh, who knows? He's in Vegas anyway. Well, um, now. Who he might not be anymore. Um, who else do they got? They had a, a, a lot of pieces. A lot of pieces were well, were C- on this C- 49ers team. CMC wasn't there, but... um, was, No, but was, he was came D- over was, from was, the Panthers D- last October. Was Debo on there? I think maybe Debo. Was Debo there. they picked up in the draft, yeah. uh, the same draft that they picked up, or the draft before they picked up Purdy. Oh, and then on, on the defense side, Bosa was there. Yeah. So there was a couple... They're, they're, they're going to continue to build, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with again next year, but you've got some other teams that are chomping at the bit, especially in the NFC. Detroit. Detroit's scary? Detroit's scary. I I, I hate to say this because they're both in my division. i got to watch out for Green Bay next year too, man. Your division's just going to be tough next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Green Bay coming on. uh, Detroit, super strong. Uh, Bears just need a couple pieces, and they're a competitor. Um, They've gone through a couple – years of rebuilding and i think they got the right team now what do they do with justin fields who knows well uh, i'd like to see him stay but that's that's there's... we're we're in the speculative part of the season now that the regular season and we're going to talk about each division um over the next eight to nine weeks eight to ten weeks we decided that we're gonna kind of do a, a episode dedicated to each division of what their needs are and um, going into the season uh, to build a, a Super Bowl caliber team, or maybe that they're not even at a playoff caliber. They need more rebuilding to do a couple more seasons. We'll look, talk about each division. I'm looking at you, North uh, Carolina. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, uh, Arizona. <clears throat> um, yeah, now, there's. The, the, did you see the commercial yesterday? It was the Seahawks, the Eagles, and the and um, what was the other team? The Bird team. The Ravens, Ravens, Seahawks, and Eagles, and I forgot what it was, but it was it was about you know look at these majestic birds, and there were guys in uniforms, and there were look at the Eagles, look at them fish, and there's an eagle player that dives into the lake, comes up with a fish in his mouth. I did see a piece of that. Yeah, we're, I did see a piece. Atlanta and Arizona's got to be going. What the fuck? Yeah, like how did we get <laughs> how do how do we get eliminated from this? Isn't there like six bird teams in the NFL? And they're like, oh, yeah. How, Falcons, how, Falcons how, are hunting birds. Let's go. <laughs> so, watch it like like, like some like uh, CFL team, like a uh, new CFL expansion team shows up and they're called the Owls or something. And they get on there. <laughs> they get in there before Atlanta does. Yeah. On the commercial. What? Atlanta doesn't have any. That's another division that we're going to go over. That's wow. I can't wait to get to that one. So. Um, that that's 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 the season though. I mean, we're done with the season. We know it's Yeah, so what next? We'll talk about that in upcoming episodes, right? Yeah, so I think next week we're going to talk about how to get over these 
I don't know about you guys, but uh, the doldrums. The rest of you uh, couch surfers out there, um, I have a real hard time with this because it is winter time. We don't get a lot of sunshine at this time of year. It's cold. Uh, football helps me get through that. And uh, I mean, I had a really nice reminder of it yesterday, being surrounded by friends who don't like football, but we're cheering for football. So that was it was really cool um, to have food and friends and like cheer and celebration. Um, but where do we go from there? So next week, I think we'll talk about uh, football things that you can or things that you can do besides watching football. If you're a big uh, football junkie like Uncle Terry and myself. Well, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. It gives us something. Maybe, to- maybe top five football movies. We'll both pick five. We'll do something. We'll talk about it this week. We'll but there's something it. to look forward to. Hey, we'll figure it out. We got time. It's not like we're going anywhere. I mean, we got till yeah. August. <laughs> we got a long time, but yeah. We'll have a summer break. We'll go up to the draft and then, yeah, we'll talk about it. Who knows? Some of you guys like listening to these episodes, even though football's not even on. So we appreciate the support. And where can they find us at, Adam? Yeah, so we're uh, straight off the couch on uh, on the Book of Faces. And, jeez, uh, we're even on YouTube now, just the podcast itself, if you stumble across. Um, If you guys want something fun to watch, go watch the Nickelodeon highlights of the Nickelodeon call of the game. Good stuff. SpongeBob uh, and Patrick doing color is entertaining as hell. <laughs> you can also uh, reach us by email, straightoffthecouchpodcast at gmail.com, or if you want to hit me up in a DM... Uh, on X, I am Adam off the couch. I am at T R E M U P on X at E T R E M U P. That's tear them up for boys and girls who can't spell. Well, what are we gonna do? We gotta just wait till next. I don't week. know. Do we do we we just go out like Romo and Nance and be like, I love you, man. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> See everybody next week. Be safe. God bless. <laughs>